Hello, I'm Charles Coves, Australasia's passion provocateur. Welcome to this week's episode of the Charles Coves Show, whether you're watching on YouTube, on Rumble, or listening via podcast. This is episode 130. In this week's episode, I explore the power of truth and why the sword of truth is such a good metaphor. If you don't speak up and share your truth, then minority voices will set the agenda for your country, for your nation, for your community. This agenda includes woke craziness, white privilege, Black Lives Matter, transgender radicalism, and soaring energy costs because of a climate emergency that will prevent you from even heating your home. Of course, the wealthiest won't have a problem in paying such soaring energy costs. What do you believe is true? Where do you share your truth? Why are you not sharing your truth? If you have fear of speaking your truth, this will lead ultimately to slavery. The truth does set us free. The truth will set you free. Be inspired to courageously share what's true for you and stand up for principles that you believe should be guiding your community's leaders, your country's leaders. Our format for the show is, firstly, the big idea for the week. Secondly, six resources to help you implement the idea for the week. Thirdly, a review of key happenings over the preceding week. And lastly, further details about my background and the foundational principles for this show, particularly for newer viewers and listeners. So let's go with today's big idea, the sword of truth and why you must use it. This topic was inspired by my recent trip to Orange in New South Wales, where I drove 800 kilometres from Melbourne up to up to the central New South Wales to represent the hemp industry at the Australian National Field Days for three days. 800 kilometres up, 800 kilometres back. One observation I make is that governments are absolutely ignoring the maintenance of roads. Not absolutely, but to a large degree. I've never known so many potholes on highways over the last 40 years of driving as as are now evident. And they're not caused by recent floods. They are caused by poor maintenance, by governments saving money. In Victoria, instead of repairing roads, what they do is they lower the speed limits to make them safer. In any event, there I was up at Orange at a major agricultural exhibition, having lots of discussions about industrial hemp, teaching farmers about industrial hemp. There were thousands of farmers there. I had many, many discussions. And I would ask these farmers, what do you think about being woke? 
and they would go BS. For those of you who don't know what BS is, it's bullshit, but I won't say it too often. What do you think of diversity and white privilege and equality and Black Lives Matter? Almost inevitably, the farmers would go BS. What about what about the voice that the that the Australian government, the new Labor government, the voice for First Nations people, that that you know is going to be a referendum for a change of constitution? BS. Say almost all the farmers. By the way, so do I. First Nations are overrepresented in our parliament already. Don't get sucked in by the by the nonsense about some broad idea, and then you don't get the details. What do you think about the transgender push? BS, say the farmers. So why does the mainstream media keep driving this as major, major issues? Who is behind this agenda? What do most Australians think? What do most people in your country, wherever you are, think about these issues? Why should it be imposed on us? I say it's only a tiny minority who, who truly support these principles. Then there's the climate emergency, climate change. Of course, the climate change. It's called weather. I say, and I've been involved in renewable energy since 1992. I say anthropogenic climate change, climate change caused by humans is a nonsense. I'm all in favour of cleaning up our environment. That's one thing. But to then say that emitting CO2, greenhouse gas emissions into the atmosphere is causing climate emergencies is BS. All the, in fact, I didn't, I didn't get a farmer who said to me, no, 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 human beings are causing this climate change. So the farmer says BS as well. So I say, if you consider what's being published in the mainstream media, if you consider that the dialogue of this minority is BS, then pick up the sort of truth and speak what's true for you. If we don't speak up, if we don't speak the truth, energy costs will soar as they are in Europe, as they will in Australia. Already, they're predicted to go up 30%, then 50% next year. Many people won't be able to afford the heating, and it will all be because of because of a minority loud group pushing a particular agenda through ignorance, I say. Ignorance. I will happily have a debate with anybody on this topic. Now, again, I say I'm all in favour of cleaning up the planet, not polluting the planet unnecessarily, but CO2 is not pollution. I've previously referred in shows to wonderful resources and books that I have studied that show the nonsense that's being promulgated as a climate emergency, and they're trying, and thereby trying to, trying to take away Australia's sovereignty and creating a one-world government that imposes that imposes obligations on all countries and then screws them on energy costs, screws them by saying you're not complying with your climate commitments. If you don't speak up, if you don't speak the truth, if you don't use the sort of truth to, to prick the bubble of nonsense, then the bubble will continue and you will lose your freedom. You will lose your freedom 
to speak the truth. You will lose your freedom to have life in your country in accordance with the principles that you think are important. And one of those core principles is the basic principles of Christianity because there's an interesting there's an interesting principle that refugees don't want to go to countries that are totalitarian. They want to go to countries that are Christian. And strangely enough, they then want to change it by imposing all these woke principles. I say not speaking up will lead to slavery. Speaking up will preserve our freedom. The truth will set us free. The truth will protect us to be free. I say, and I urge you, that each one of us speaking to our politicians to to tell them what we truly believe will give the courage to politicians to represent properly the majority of people in their electorate rather than being swayed by mainstream media BS because the mainstream media has its agenda that's being funded by advertisers. The truth will set you free. And, of course, that that quote is from the Bible, and that's the quote for this week. The truth will set you free. And in the workshops I've run for 29 years in groups, when members of groups speak truth, it liberates the group, the team, a sporting team, a, a, a business team, a political team, to achieve great things, to have the freedom of imagination, but to be running around fearful of speaking truth blocks world-class performance. My song this week is a 1960s protest song, very relevant for speaking up because we are in some changing times. People are trying to impose change on us. So this week, come gather round people wherever you roam and admit that the waters around you have grown and accept that soon you'll be drenched to the bone. If your time to you is worth saving, then you'd better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are a-changing The times they are a-changing And Bob Dylan's wonderful protest song Had great lyrics in it And I say the times need to change to get away from the wokeness And the transgender nonsense and the diversity and equality nonsense conversations that are being had. When people say, let's be diverse, I say each one of you is diverse because each one of us is a weirdo. You're a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. Diversity. Crap. That's my truth. Are you willing to say that in your workplace? So the second the second verse of the song, come writers and critics who prophesy with your pens and keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again. And don't speak too soon, for the wheel still it spins, and there's no telling who that it's naming. For the loser now will be later to win, for the times there are changing. And there's a beautiful one, come mothers and fathers throughout the land, and don't criticise what you can't understand. 
Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command. Your old roads are rapidly aging. Well, I say those old roads are the woke agenda purported to be opposed on, on, on Western countries. I say those roads are bad roads to go down. That's my truth. And I urge you to speak up your truth. Please get out of the new world if you can't lend a hand. No, I want to go back to core principles. I don't want BS principles driving us. So the last verse, the line, it is drawn, the curse, it is cast. The slow one now will later be fast, and the present now will later be past. The order is rapidly fading, and the first one now will later be last, for the times they are a-changing. So let's change it in the way that we want it to be changed. The majority want it to be changed, not imposed by a vocal minority. And as I say, that mean, that requires us to speak up. My book, and I, this book inspired me when I read it by Dave Rubin called Don't Burn This Book. And what's good about it is that Dave, Dave Rubin was a committed Democrat in the US political system, but he went on a search for truth and he realised the truth that his principles were contrary to where the Democrat Party was going. Not the Democratic Party, the Democrat. So it's a good book for the shift in, for being willing to be public about shifting your beliefs about anything. My health tip is is also inspired by the trip to Orange at the field day where I represented him. So I urge you to get hold of hemp-based cosmetics for your body and also to be taking hemp seeds and hemp seed oil into your body every day because you have inside your body an endocannabinoid system. Your endocannabinoid system helps regulate your cellular function. If you don't give it cannabinoids, it can't function optimally. And just like my body can't function optimally without coffee. Isn't that right, Julie? Woohoo! My spiritual tip today, my spiritual resource today, is I urge you to meditate on the extent to which you do not speak your truth, is to meditate on what is the fear that stops you speaking your truth. The more of us that speak truth, the the more likely our freedoms will be preserved because the truth will keep us free and will set us free. And now for a spot of human thinking about speaking truth. Do you know who speaks the truth? Children, as you well know, children. So how do children speak the truth? Let me give you two wonderful examples. It goes like this. When I was six months pregnant with my third child, my three-year-old came in the room when I was just getting ready to get in the shower. She said, Mummy, you're getting fat. I replied, yes, honey, remember, mummy has a baby growing in her tummy. I know, she replied, but what's growing in your bum? (laughs) How's that for a lovely comment by a child? Here's another one. I was testing the children in my Sunday school class to see if they understood the concept of getting to heaven. I asked them if I sold my house and my car, had a big garage sale and gave all my money to the church, would that get me to heaven? No, the children answered. If I cleaned the church every day, mowed the yard, kept everything neat and tidy, would that get me into heaven? No, they answered. By now I started to smile. Hey, this was fun. 
Well, then if I was kind to animals and gave candy to all the children and loved my husband, would that get me into heaven? Again, they all answered, no. I was just bursting with pride for them. Well, I continued, then how can I get into heaven? A six-year-old little boy, Johnny called, shouted out, you've got to be bloody well dead. <laughs> Go the truth from the kids. So I hope these resources help you to think about the relevance, the importance of you speaking the truth, of you grasping the sort of truth so that you live life on your terms, so that you fight for life to have it on in accordance with your principles, so that you are able to live life in a way that fulfills you, that nurtures you, whilst actually caring about all other humanity. And through this journey, that you increase your levels of self-awareness and that you find your way to live your life with passion. I invite you to subscribe to this YouTube channel, to a podcast if you're not subscribed. I invite you to visit our websites, covest.com, charlescovest.com. My books, Passionate People Produce and Passionate Performance, are both available at those websites. So now let's review some key happenings during the week. Now, indeed, these are happening for the past two weeks because I missed last week due to my trip to Orange, which was quite difficult, quite wearing. So uh, we missed we missed a show last week, but uh, it's a two-week journey. Lots has been happening. Meeting with all those farmers was a wonderful experience. Seeing the poor state of roads in Australia was another interesting experience. I've moderated a number of global meetings. Particularly interesting was one with Brother Alexis Bugnolo and another with Christine Anderson, a European member of Parliament or member of the European Parliament. Both of those people are willing to speak their truth. And then the Australian Treasurer came out with with a budget. I'll make other than spending other than spending like drunken sailors. Uh, there's nothing of great substance I want to share with you. And there's 26 days before there's a election in my state of Victoria, where I hope, but I, I'm not confident, that the worst Premier in Australia's history will be thrown out. In the meantime, my exercise regime continues, Julie's exercise regime continues, and we continue to be ultra careful about how we support our body to be in optimum state of health. So if you're new to the show, stick around for the last part where we go through the foundational principles of the show and more background about me if that's of interest to you. Again, thanks for watching or listening. And until our next show, may your week be full of passion, challenge, fun and nurturing of yourself to raise your levels of self-awareness. Thanks for being with us. See you next week. Bye. Now, for viewers and listeners who want to know more about my background and what else I do with my life, as well as the foundational principles of the show, here we are. Since 1993, when I left my legal career, a career that I love to become Australasia's passion provocateur, I have inspired and provoked and educated and motivated people all over the world to discover and pursue their passion. I have helped people via the books that I've written, via speeches at conferences, via in-depth team building 
programs, workshops over one, two or three days or over three months, six months. And I've coached people of all ages, one-on-one from small, medium and large enterprises, government enterprises, helping them to identify the often tiny changes that can make a massive difference. One of my core principles is that freedom is what makes us truly human. That's why one of the greatest threats that government imposes on you to force you to observe its laws is the threat of imprisonment, the loss of your freedom. Just think about that. Government says, if you don't behave yourself, we're going to put you in jail. No, no, I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to lose my freedom. That's a reminder to you of why freedom is so important. Without freedom, you and I are not much different to animals. If you were locked up in a cage for the rest of your life, how, how different would you be to an animal? This commitment to fighting for freedoms for all people is carried out by me primarily through five channels. Number one, preserving the freedom to pursue your passion. Number two, inspiring you to be able to be free through excellent health. Number three, helping preserve freedom throughout the world through the expansion of industrial hemp, a magnificent agricultural crop, an almost miraculous crop that enables every community to thrive independently of government. In this way, the power of government to take away freedom is minimised. Number four, fighting for freedom through legal strategies. So I do work as a legal strategy consultant, as an interface between clients and their lawyers. And number five, as chairman of the Australian Institute of Comedy and as a board member of the Australian Cartoon Museum, fighting for the freedom of thought and speech through uncensored comedy and humour through avoiding political correctness in the comedic space. When you block freedom of speech, freedom of thought, that's the beginning of the end of your freedoms. The foundational principles for the Charles Covey Show are founded on the formula SA plus P equals S. Your self-awareness added to your passion will guarantee that you are successful. And the best definition of success I have found in life is that success is the progressive realisation of your worthy ideals. The progressive realisation of your worthy ideals. This show is also guided by Socrates' famous principle and quote, the unexamined life is not worth living. You can see I'm wearing my red jacket. I wear my red jacket for all my shows. Red is the colour of passion. So that when you see me on the YouTube version, It reminds you that when you see red in your life, you ask yourself the question, am I pursuing my passion? What am I passionate about? Am I still passionate about that? What might I newly be passionate about? Each week I explore one big idea that can change your life. And it's just one big idea because there's a chance you will remember it. If I give you too many ideas, then we we get confused and we don't do anything. Clarity leads to power. Confusion kills passion. Each week I share simple and practical resources that you've heard me describe in the earlier part of the show. A spiritual tip, a health tip, lyrics of a song, a book, a quote, and of course humour. 
this show is not politically correct. I have no intention of being politically correct. And I love certain addictions, including my addiction to great coffee. Mmm. My addiction to exercise, my addiction to reading, and my addiction to certain other unmentionable in public type behaviours. Who would know what they are? This show definitely subscribes to the view that we have a spiritual life. So if you don't like discussion of spirituality, this show is not for you. I promise you that I don't include anything in this show that I don't consider to be true and that I have not found to be useful in the work that I've done over the past 28 years, but also over the past 50 years in business, as a lawyer, as a consultant advisor. I only want to share stuff with you that is of value to you. Finally, if you have any questions or suggestions, please feel free to contact me at charles at Again, thanks for watching and listening to my show. Bye.